1: not just Texas, but Western Texas. Texas. Mm. You know, when I looked it up, I actually found there is a town in Texas called West. Oh. I got really confused (laughs) at that point. So I guess it's probably a good time for me to introduce our guest, Mm. Carrie Hutchinson, editor of Get Lost magazine, Nat Geographic, Australia, and content director of Grin Creative. Thanks for coming in, Carrie. Thanks for having me. Now, we've had the marvellous carry-on before, talking all about Hawaii, which is one of my favourite destinations. My favourite place on earth. Oh, I'm so glad we agree on that. <laughs> it is fun, but today we are not talking tropics, we are talking deserts and art and um like all the borders and borders. And, mm. and the good thing that we've just found out from Carrie is there is no border wall with
2: Mexico. Well, I didn't see a border wall or there, any there was a lot of talk of border walls, but no actual Should it be an wall? undercover, underground yeah. wall? Yeah, I don't know where no. they are, the underground wall. Or maybe already that bit of wall that they built has been knocked over because you could push it over, as everyone proved. That's right. I think
1: that uh, it's going to be... Um,
0: we will not hear the end of this wall,
1: yes. as we know.
0: Now, we were talking about podcasts before, but why not check out Joy, one of Joy's greatest podcasts? On Outtakes, the team celebrates the theatrical release of the live action Dumbo film by reimagining. Ooh, that's a difficult (laughs) word for me. Tim Burton's other films through a queer lens. Colette Mann and Jeff Payne join Tom and Mikey to discuss All Things Neighbours and their show at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. And Hans joins David and Sue to talk comedy festival and song that start with the letter letter H. All this podcast and many more available wherever you get your podcast. Joy podcast where you want them, when you want them. Well
1: said, Stefan. I love it. Um, so, yes, now we are moving on. Now, uh, Carrie, a little bit of news that you have, because I recently noticed somebody who i know and you know was in sri lanka recently and they were posting 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 on their facebook page what is it about sri lanka
2: i'm not sure well i think it's for so long it was the place that australians really didn't go because of the uh, problems there yeah and suddenly we've discovered it it's quite safe it's beautiful and now apparently i read this in the newspaper that um australians who are kind of like oh yeah we have been to bali are now setting their sights on sri lanka so watch out sri Lankans. Mm. yeah watch out so we don't really want to
0: <laughs> become the new bali no. you know, because it's uh, it's really um yeah it's quite spectacular some of the places in sri lanka yeah. uh, it's very uh, safe uh, yeah, yeah yes. it's very safe and um, and uh, i went there i've been there 11 years ago during the war which wasn't probably the best thing to do but at the time and uh, having gone back 10 years later it's changed dramatically Um, So
1: Stefan have you been back there
0: for a holiday as well as work? No but I had a little bit of time uh, this is the second time I've been this year and I had a a little bit of time um, last time to to explore Colombo, only Colombo and a little bit um, a little bit on the coast. But not
1: well, much. you know what I'm going to do is put a call out to our listeners. If anyone has been to Sri Lanka and wants to come on the show and talk about it, because I don't know if we've had anyone on talking about Sri Lanka for a very long time, mm. and we'd love to hear your point of view. So. Give us a bell um, or drop us an email um, and let us know if you are interested coming on and talking about Sri Lanka. The new, we're not going to call it the new Bali, we're just going to no. call it the new, <laughs> the new destination. Hmm. It's hot. No, it it's is hot, hot and, and wet. In more ways, in oh. more ways than one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but we are. Taking a trip to West Texas, aren't we?
1: I know,
2: West, Ooh. Western Texas. Why?
0: why West Texas? Carrie,
2: tell us all about Western, <laughs> why Western Texas? I've been fascinated for quite a number of years by a small town in West Texas called Marfa, which some people go, oh yeah, and some people go, where? <laughs> it's literally 2,000 people, but it's full of art because um, the artist. The New York artist Donald Judd, who works um, in installation works, so big pieces, uh, moved to the town in the 70s, bought half the town, and he's since died. But uh, there's a couple of foundations that keep his legacy alive. There's, they've got plenty of money to keep everything up to date. And so it's, of course, art artists attract artists artists so there's another uh, quite a big contemporary scene there lots of people who either have moved there permanently or have bought a place in Marfa that they winter in because you probably wouldn't summer there if you had the choice no it'd be like 40 or 50 degrees 45 degrees and high desert it's very dry very dusty but it's
1: also incredibly beautiful. So I'm just trying to get like a visual on this. So there's um, the town and then there's there's like large scale sort of
2: sculptural installations or is it indoors or how does that kind of play out? There's the main town, which is not very big. You could walk around it in about three minutes. Um, There are some buildings in the town, but then you walk out of town maybe ten minutes and... The, that's the main part of the Chinati Foundation. So the Chinati Foundation look after the gallery, Judd's gallery spaces. Um, and he bought... I always There's so many forts in Texas that I always remember forget which fort he bought. So he bought Fort Russell in 1979 and he's basically left it as it was, as an army fort. Um, he's got 15 amazing, huge concrete structures that he made... Um, two giant artillery sheds where he's got a hundred of his metal boxes all installed there's uh, six barracks that are kind of U-shaped and they've got Dan Flavin's neon fluorescent light installations installed Right, and Dan Flavin was a New York artist yeah, as well was it Or it is. Yeah uh, Judd bought a lot of his friends in and offered them space to do work, let, kind of let them do whatever they like. Mm-hmm. There was an army hospital that uh an artist called robert irwin loved but it was crumbling Mm. and he realized he couldn't use the building so what they did was they removed the building and he rebuilt it as it would have been um and basically it's just one giant sort of art piece so you walk in it's the same shape there's these scrims inside so one half's light and one half's dark and then the beautiful window frames that would have been there originally and he's he treats them like a dutch landscape sort of so you you kind of have this amazing view out these beautifully framed windows it's just incredible do you think that james terrell has ever been out there and done an installation james
1: terrell of course is the uh well-known american artist who you could see his work at mona
2: in Tasmania. I don't know if Terrell has been out it's there, sort of but it sounds yeah,
1: right up it his would, alley. It would fit. So, I mean, I think that, you know, there are several places around the world that uh, art lovers go to. Like mm. you've got Naoshima, of yes. course, which is the art island in Japan. Later in the year, hopefully. Oh, it's so good. And uh, there are other um, uh, high-quality destinations for people that are real art lovers. But I think that, you know, you obviously... Uh, don't need to be an art lover to go out there you just might love like spectacles and unusual spaces and yeah
2: and i think it's i think just the beauty of the landscape and you know it's it's quite an interesting town apart from that there's lots of designers and beautiful like small stores where every you know everything's Handmade and artisan and um, <laughs> um, lovely little restaurants and cafes that are all a bit kooky because our people are a bit kooky. It's attracted a very unusual crowd and they're, they're good people. But there's also like just the regular like ranchers who, love, around town. I love the mix. Yeah, it's an amazing mix. And you know, you're in the country. I walked past a truck on the main street and. Almost had a heart attack because it mooed at me. So it was a truck full of cows, but I couldn't oh. see them. It was a solid wall with a window around the top.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so, oh, I hope those cows were not well. They probably weren't going to a happy place. Maybe not. Probably not. The the state of the state of, of stakes. Mm. Now, but uh, you were there for a specific reason beyond looking at the art. You were there for
2: an art event. Yes. So, there's um, an organisation in the US called Field Trip. Which they kind of used. I think when it started, they sold as sort of like an adult summer camp, and now it's very photography focused and creativity. So they invite people. You just buy a ticket, basically, and it's three days of photography workshops, creativity workshops, fun and dance parties and you know, it was really (laughs) good fun. And it it attracts a really again a really unusual mix of people. There are quite a few Australians there. I was surprised Um, because Maff is. Very hard to get to, um, but people like <laughs> photographers from Austin and Oregon, and and some of the most incredible work you've ever seen. And like we did a photo workshop, like a photo walk around Marfa with one of the guys who created Yo Gabba Gabba. So it was pretty that's cool. Really fun. <laughs> um, yeah, you wouldn't have wanted to have any of the peyote on that day because there were people dressed up in weird costumes and. Lots of weird stuff going on.
1: Oh, that sounds really, Mm. really fun. And inclusive, obviously. Like lots of, you know, open to anyone. Absolutely. All sorts of people there. Um, Now, you mentioned briefly there that Marfa is hard to get to. So
2: we just need to understand how dedicated do you have to be to get there? So you fly from, (laughs) hopefully from Melbourne to LA, to Denver, to El Paso. Uh, generally you can get a train from el paso to a town down the road called midland but the train tracks were being worked on so i caught the bus (laughs) the greyhound bus which because it has to go you have to catch one bus and then another takes eight long hours many of which are spent sitting in a petrol station in a place called Fort Stockton <laughs> um, which is basically a petrol station in the middle of nowhere um, but up. it's a be- if you did it direct, if you drove I don't drive So you could day. hire
0: a car If, if
2: Yeah, if you hired a car from, from El, Paso, El Paso, three hours Okay, And thankfully some people took pity on me on the way back and gave me a <laughs> lift back to El Paso. Yeah, you told them you came on the bus and, yeah, they, and they were they like, like, no, no, you're not.
1: Well, you know, you had the full experience. I did. I mean, going on a Greyhound bus is kind of like part, uh, part of an experience. Yeah, yeah. And also,
2: the, I didn't think the Greyhound bus f- to Fort Stockton was going to make it. The first hill we went up, the bus was churning and I'm like, oh my God, it's going to take 18 hours. It's, but he, the bus driver pulled over to the side of the road, oh, I was like, this is it. We're not going th- any further, but he let it cool down and then it was fine. Oh, I've never been so pr- happy to get to a petrol station in the middle of nowhere in my entire life. <laughs> so that, so none of these travails should uh, prevent anyone from giving it a no. go
1: because the end result is completely worth it's it. It's
2: so much fun. Is some, I don't know what Marfa would be like without the... I think there were 500 people at um, Field Trip. So I don't know what it would be like without those 500 people. I hear that people go there on spring break, which Ooh. I think is unusual. So it probably would attract an unusual spring break, one would think. It sounds like a place to go and
1: meet uh, lots of interesting people. And yeah. you did have lots of cool meetings there and uh, interact with
2: interesting people. Yeah, and like there's old retro motels and... There's a beautiful new motel There was actually an old building called the St George, which has a beautiful bookshop downstairs and a fantastic cocktail bar, and it's very she and you just you look out the window and the long-distance trains that... Uh, three miles long just go shooting past like seven times a day and it's incredible well, you know the retro mot- motel is a little bit of a theme you know this weekend in charlton
1: is okay motel ah. oh, oh it's okay hotel and it's a music festival in a 1970s hotel complex in charlton which I've is heard about that northwest uh victoria you know just outside of bendigo mm. a bunch of my friends are going You've got cash savage playing i think it's um well, it's all a bit late now. because I was going to say, I, what are we doing
0: here?
2: Oh, you could actually get there now,
1: you know, if you leave now. But anyway, so to the retro motel, uh, it's a bit of a thing happening.
0: You're listening to a Joycast from GLD, TIQ community radio station, Joy
1: 94.9. You know, I think that whole uh, story that Carrie was telling us, so I'm sorry if you didn't tune in before, but it was fascinating about mm. this art uh, part, up of Western <laughs> Texas, which sounds
2: so obscure. But to El Paso, which is... You've so got to go to El Paso to get to Martha, To get Marfa. to Marfa, basically. And, you know, I thought, hmm, do I want to go to El Paso? I don't really know. But, you know, you've got to, going through, in for a penny, in for a pound. So I decided to stay for a few nights um, and then kind of went, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do in this town. And it's not a massive town, but it is right on the border of Mexico. Like, you walk through downtown El Paso, which is a beautiful downtown, all these amazing old architectural gems. Some of them boarded it up, um, but just gorgeous. Mm. All made by the same man, by an architect called Trost, who lived there, but was from Chicago. So there's a bit of that influence. And also the sort of desert influence as well in his work. But anyway, so you walk through downtown uh, El Paso over the bridge and you're in downtown Juarez. So there's, Juarez. No, there's no wall? There's no wall. There's a bridge over the Rio Grande. Which is, you know, and I when I hear the word Rio Grande, I kind of yes. imagine this wide surging river and it's like a t- puddle. It's like a trickle. Oh. Well,
1: that's obviously just the Rio Grande in that section. I mean, <laughs> yes. I have done some, uh, I've spent quite a bit of time in New Mexico over the years. Not lately, but I did go when I lived in the States. I went to New Mexico like three or four times. I just love, love, love loved it. Uh, But I did uh, spend some time um, on the Rio Grande when it's, you know, these really deep sort of cavernous um, with these giant walls and then you sort of wander down and sit in these hot springs right on the Rio Grande. However, that's another journey. We are in Juarez
2: slash El Paso. Yes. So when I arrived in El Paso and the man was, the Uber driver was driving me from the airport. He said, what are you going to do? while you're in El Paso. And I said, oh, on Sunday I'm going to Juarez. He goes, don't go to Juarez.
0: Don't go to Juarez. Juarez.
2: And since then I've had friends go, when I heard you were in Juarez, I almost died. So Um, why? Well, Juarez has a very bad reputation for good reason. So 15 years ago, 10 years ago, it was the most dangerous city in the world. No holds bar. Now it's, no, it's only about the 37th most That's dangerous city in the world <laughs> um, because there's a lot of factors, a lot of cartel action. Um, a lot of young women went missing if, between 1993 and 2003. When you say so a lot, how many carry? Well, it depends who you talk to. So I think officially, like if you read the official thing, about 400 murdered and then another maybe 600 just disappeared. And that's the ones that have been reported as well. Yeah, exactly. Like um, see, these are all poor young women who work in factories because that was a big industry mm. because they're so close to the American border. So they make things cheaply on mm. the Mexican mm. side. Yeah, so, and cartel, and the, the head of the the biggest cartel was caught, but then kind of new cartels moved yeah. in. So El Chapo's mob are there and it kind of, it goes up and down. But the moral of this story is don't go to Juarez at night or on your own mm-hmm. and only go to – Juarez is a massive city, like it spreads out forever. We and I went with a guy called Rich who is a walking tour guide um, and he's been going there since he was – since the 1970s and he knows the town. Don't leave the downtown area. you just got to stay in the bit that everyone goes to in El Paso this yeah. is no yeah. this is in oh, Juarez. N-YS. so Rich is from El Paso mm-hmm. up until the 9-11 that was an open border people just walked across back and forth and of course now it's closed and that's caused a lot of heartache for the people of Juarez I guess um because you know they kind of relied on that mm. Mm. but um so he started going there in the 70s with his family they'd go over there to shop do their weekly shopping in the market then as he got to be a teenager him and his mates used to go over there and party um because Warriors was like Vegas back in the day mm. and he showed me photographs and it's like neon and bars and people everywhere and like glamorous um and when all the trouble started of course all that stopped uh they the mayor over there is kind of tried to get tourists back they launched a campaign that's um worries is waiting for you worries is waiting for you is their campaign they should um, have just done no worries worries <laughs> yeah. exactly so we went on a sunday we walked through downtown el paso you could have like oh no i'm not going to say that I'm gonna, i was going to say what donald trump said like there was literally not a single person around and you go into downtown worries and there's people everywhere Right. There's this ginormous square, with the customs house on it, where there's which is now the museum of the revolution, about the Mexican Revolution, which is very interesting if you're into history, and like bands and people dancing and just pe- and you know street vendors selling food and there's just mm. this life to it, and it was incredible. And we went to some of these, we went to some bars. Uh, one was is the oldest or the second oldest, depending on who you speak to. Bar in Juarez. And we sat down met the owner. We drank Sotol, which is like tequila but made from a different plant. I uh, had a couple of beers. The guys behind the bar bought out the canitas, and we had those for breakfast. We went... So you're <laughs> saying that you were drinking a tequila-like substance for breakfast. <laughs> it was 11 o'clock. Ah, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, well... when it went in Rome. <laughs> and then uh, Rich said to me, oh do you want to go to, like, a bar that's not quite as nice as this but it's pretty interesting? And I went, sure. So we went to Sid, uh, which is the pool hall, and it's, like, dirt floor, low ceilings. You walk through a tarp to get in there, and there's these just full of men playing normal pool but also 3 cushion billiards, which is the most crazy full-on game. Like, if you can master this game, you've obviously misspent your youth. So it's not a pool table with three corners? No, it's a normal pool table with no pockets. Right. You have three balls, a white, a red and a yellow. You have to hit the white and it has... Basically, you have to hit the three cushions away from you and the two coloured balls. And for that, you get a point. And then you have to play to X number of points. I'm not quite sure how many. It's It's of some odd rules. And if I played that game, we'd still be playing three weeks later. Yeah. But there were these guys who would, like, get four shots in a row. And I was just, like, going, what the? And it was full. Like, there's blokes drinking quarts of beer, like those big bottles. Mm. That's what they serve there. And the Sotol at uh, El Cid comes out of a four-litre plastic jug. But it's not as strong as the one that you get in the bottle because it hasn't been distilled for quite as long. And it's smokier because they cook the, like, a honey, the... Uh, the succulent under the ground, so it's not like an agave. It's a it is, a it con- It's the same sort of thing. Yeah, just a slightly different plant that they get naturally there. And yes.
1: so, from a, a, a because, as we know, Tex-Mex is a form of cuisine. Yes, as we know mm. well. So maybe what we could do is just touch on like the
2: food that you ate there. So, uh, everything in West Texas has chili in it, mm. <laughs> pretty much. Um, so and because they have such a wide variety of chilies, yes. I mean, in in the southern parts of the
1: US, there are chilies that you can't get in the northern parts yeah. of the US. So
2: and often, so like even at you'd have mashed potatoes, and they would have that those smoked adobe kind of chilies, like cut up and through the mashed potato. Okay. I had smoked salmon on toast one morning. Chilies, yeah. um, yes. everything had chilies in it. So I don't know how you go, but like even the Dairy Queen. <clears throat> In Texas. So Dairy Queen is everywhere through the States, pretty much, I think. Ice cream parlour. Yes. Or, and also hamburger joint. Right. At, at, in Texas, they have gelitos, which are deep fried jalapenos that go onto the burgers. So, like, yeah. But I love that. And so, ev- and even like cocktails in a fancy bar, like the Capri at Marfa did an old fashioned that has made out of tequila and got chilies in it. Because Why not?
1: So chilies are the thing. I
2: don't know how you'd go if you didn't like chilies.
1: But overall, though, the food is largely, I mean, in El Paso and uh, down in Marfa, is it more Mexican overall or is it still a
2: real blend of Mexican and American? Uh, you can get both. Right. So you get do get very straight Mexican food. Yep. Which, you know, is all wrapped in tortillas and stuff. Delicious. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, tends not to have, like... A ton of guac and a ton of cheese and a ton of sour cream so you get the you know your basic you pulled meat with a little bit of salsa and stuff and in a tiny little thing and you just eat 50 of those
1: right well because you know mexican food in mexico or, or in that area is probably not it's certainly not like mexican food as you see it reinterpreted in the west no. which is massive plates filled with as you say guacamole mm. and with sour cream that's just dripping off the edge of the plate well um we will, uh, that actually, I would really love some Mexican right now. <laughs> uh, but maybe we, afterwards. Maybe after the show, but we've got one more segment left, so guys, stay tuned. We will be right back.
0: I was at work.
2: I was riding my horse.
1: I was microwaving a watermelon. My iguanas
2: escaped. There are lots of reasons why you may have missed your favourite show, but don't worry, because our podcast team has you covered. They'll work through rain, hail and national glitter shortages to bring you the best bits of every show. Visit joy.org.au and click on the podcast tab or head to the iTunes Australia podcast store and subscribe to your favourite shows for free. Thanks to our podcasters, you'll never feel guilty about missing a show again. joy.org.au E aí
1: We've been travelling around West Texas. We started in Marfa, which is uh, yes. the destination that Carrie was specifically after, looking and hunting art and artisan installations and all that sort of other incredible stuff. We popped over to El Paso because and, yeah. you have to fly into El Paso to get there. You do. So we were just touching on El Paso. We were just eating our way and drinking our way around El Paso briefly. And
0: Juarez. Was it Juarez? In Juarez, yes. And Juarez, which across is across the border, across
1: the Rio Grande and and technically in Mexico, mm. Mexico, uh, <laughs> But the, on the journey, I mean, the, as they say, all, ju- all all travel is, you know, it's the journey, not the destination. <laughs> and in actual fact, there were aspects of your journey down towards Marfa, um,
2: and there are some other reasons why you should even go there. Yeah. Well, the, if you hire a car and drive from El Paso, it's about three hours. Um, and it, the, the landscape is pretty standard the whole way but uh you come across some interesting things the first one we stopped at a service station where they had a chili shop which was pretty cool except that you can't bring any of that stuff back into the country so it's such a waste oh, um, back to australia that yeah. is um, um what about dried chilies can you bring yeah, that in? i don't know i think well you could try oh, yeah. but you'd have to just clear them yeah. and say to the man eh, i bought it in texas and they might chuck them as but long as you declare it, I so they can chuck it if it's not yeah. right.
1: I think that if things are dried and they're
2: in sealed packages, yeah. I think that you can, well, certainly you do have to declare it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. and unfortunately they bottle all their chilli sauce in glass because I was wandering around one shopping centre tapping all the chilli sauces and someone said, what are you doing? I'm <laughs> looking for the plastic ones, but they don't bottle in
0: plastic. It's probably corrosive <laughs> to plastic, isn't it? To don't effect? Kind of I don't know. Um, I don't know the answer yeah. to that. I guess it depends on,
2: on how powerful the
0: chilli is. Yes.
2: Um, so then, but you keep driving, and the first interesting place you come to is a town called Valentine. Which oh. sounds beautiful, it but does. it's not. It's um, a tiny town that most people have moved down off and is sort of starting to crumble, and it feels super creepy, and I can't really put my finger on why it feels really creepy, but we had one of the girls I was driving with wouldn't get out of the car, And then I told that to a friend of mine who'd been there and she said, oh, no, my my friend wouldn't get out of the car either. Um, But it was weird because it's not completely deserted. But you can't really tell where the people are. Like you'll see a curtain twitching, or <gasps> a dog, or something, and that's all the life.
0: The, at the latest census that was twenty ten, it had one hundred and thirty four inhabitants. Oh, really? Yes. Well, that's. I would have
2: thought more like thirteen. You know, but, um, <laughs> trusted
0: Wikipedia is telling yeah. us.
2: Oh, okay. Um, so maybe we just didn't look in the right. It's it's all set like probably everything. Were. It's all set along the road
0: on They're either all, side. Yeah, They were yeah. all behind curtains watching. Yeah, you, twitching. you didn't see them. It but
2: sounds like
1: something really bad happened there once I upon know. a time. <laughs> I
2: think that you could probably make a really good movie in Valentine. Mm. A super creepy one. Well, isn't that part of, you
1: know, when you're travelling around the United States, you walk into so many sort of environments and go, oh, am I on a film set? <laughs> yeah. or? I,
2: and And yeah. I've never been, I've been to places in the states where we've walked in and it's like you know those movies where the saloon doors swing mm. and the whole bar goes quiet been there yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i think i've been in uh, that
1: situation and uh going into an rsl in uh, the south coast of new south wales yeah,
0: probably mm.
2: had the same yes. effect <laughs> yeah.
0: on the crowd <laughs> i'm sorry, it a... um, but in, oh, sorry. There, is there some art exhibition around there I think so that, yeah,
2: you, yeah you go just outside of valentine is um this is what most people would know Marfa for. It's the Prada Marfa, which is a little art installation that's a Marfa store, a Prada store, just on the side of the road. And you, can, you, fo- you know where it's coming up because there's 20 cars parked up and people taking photographs of it. And you walk up to it, and there's actually like handbags and shoes in it, but it's an art installation. Um, but it's called Prada Marfa, but it's 60Ks out of Marfa. Mm. So you've still got quite a way to go once you've done that, um, but then you keep going. And some man has... Oh, so one of, Martha's great claim to fame, apart from Donald Judd, is um, Giant with James Dean, his last movie, Elizabeth Taylor and Rock, Rock Hudson, Hudson, was shot there. That is quite significant. That is massive. And they like they, there's still a lot of that sort of memorabilia around the town, including some man has built in his paddock a giant billboard cut out with the three of them that people stop and take photographs of with the mountains in the background and there's even like a solar-powered speaker where the theme song plays through like over and over and over again. That is so kooky. And I would have thought that the
1: billboard might have been that famous James Dean shot of him with his feet up.
2: Yeah, I think it is. I, I've got a photo on my phone, but I can, I'd have I to look it up, but be I'm it. pretty sure. And then there's Rock Hudson and Elizabeth Taylor in the background, if I yeah. remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, I think
1: I know exactly <clears throat> the scene. It's an iconic image. Yeah. So what are the remnants
2: of the film giant are left? So there's a beautiful old hotel in town called the Hotel Paisano, um, which is where they all stayed when they made the movie in the 1950s. Now, isn't Paisano like Italian for peasant? Yeah, I thought like so. Or maybe there must be another. Version. Unless I'm not saying it correctly, um, but I think I am. And we'll they've got up. a beautiful. What did so oh, say? Oh yeah, that's it. Oh no, it's the one with he with the gun over his, across his shoulders. That's the one. Yep, that's the it one. Um, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> this not exactly. that's not no, making not any sense. Good,
0: We're looking at it on um, really the computer. It's the, it's the billboard yeah. outside uh, Martha uh, about Giant, and it's James Dean with a gun on his shoulders, the car, and. Hotel yeah. or building that's in the so background. That's so tricky.
2: In my mind, it was going to be black and white. No,
0: <laughs> that's it's that's full it. colour.
2: And the and the speaker sits next to the car.
0: So that must be quite important. Yeah. <laughs> Out of place, really. It's just this yeah. music coming out of, um... out
2: of... nowhere. It's very Texas. <laughs> um, very Marfa, actually. Um, yeah, so the Hotel Paisano is a beautiful hotel. Still quite same, similar to what it was back then, I would imagine. Um, and they've got an excellent giant display. So there's mm. lots of old photographs and memorabilia there. Well, that is, I mean, I'm sure that James Dean
1: lovers and, and also lovers of old Hollywood, I mean, realistically, there's so you know, you could start at Palm Springs, for example, and see all those beautiful old design and stunning homes in Palm Springs mm. and then somehow or another track your way across to the desert into and sort of get a bit more of like a, another aspect of
2: oh. old Hollywood. Yeah. Yes, especially if you had a lot of time, that yes, you could do that. You could take time. your time, explore. It would be great. So now I think the funny thing
1: about Texas, which we we talked about earlier, is that a lot of people associate
2: Texas with Australia, that Australia is just like Texas but in the Pacific. Yes, someone once told me that, that Australia was just Texas in the Pacific and I was mortified and then I went to Texas and I'm not quite so mortified anymore because you hear all this stuff about Texans. Um, mm. And it's—I guess it's the same as you hear all that stuff about Australians, and some of it is true, but most of it is not. Um, people there, especially in places like El Paso and Marfa, because they're so close to the border, they're not—they're mm. conservative in some ways, and they're not conservative in others. They're not—they—they realise that there's a relationship between their cities and the cities over the border. Um, in fact, I was a bit gutted because the week before I arrived in El Paso. Donald Trump went down to El Paso to talk about his war. Um, People weren't happy. But Beto Beto O'Rourke, who is a presidential hopeful for 2020, is from El Paso, and he was there with Willie Nelson talking about why we don't need the war. So I missed all that. I was very disappointed. Well, look, I just reckon it's great that that happened. Yes.
0: You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ community radio station Joy 94.9.
1: Welcome back to the final moments of the escape hour.
0: It's already finished? It's, it's already, just oh already gone. What's next?
1: What's next? Oh, well, next week, actually, we are going cruising.
0: Oh, in the regular sense, in not the, regular in the sense. LGBTI sense. Yeah,
1: we're going cruising with uh, the Royal Caribbean. Oh, lovely. Uh, we're having Cameron Mannix on, for the, and, and he might have some explaining to do.
0: Oh, a little bit, yes. Yes. We'll, uh, we'll, well talk about that. We'll see Steve. if they'll
1: let us talk about that. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, um,
1: uh, some good PR. Mm.
0: Talking about explaining, I think the um, we talked a little bit about the progressive uh, in Texas now with the um, Trump. In terms of LGBTI, it's probably not the most progressive states. There's.
2: Uh, look, I wondered in that. In terms
0: of laws, yeah, I, I don't actually. I don't really know. What so I know right okay, there's no there's me. no statewide yeah. anti discrimination laws in Texas. Ah. Obviously, they follow the some of the federal laws, but there's no st- statewide anti discrimination. Although in some provinces there are, so um, there are some challenges still. It's quite religious in some part of Texas. Maybe not in Marfa, mm. El Paso, uh, but in other parts it might it can be challenging. Um, yes,
1: without doubt, I think. Mm that um, uh, there would be lots of people there that wouldn't
2: uh, have the opportunity to really meet people from the Mm. LGBTI community. It's weird that you say that because both in... Well, when I was at the gas station in Fort Stockton, uh, there was the most magnificent young man called Gigi... Uh, serving at the gas station with the full turban, and he had—he was as snarky as all get up. And I thought, how does how do you wash up in yeah. Fort Stockton? And then another gorgeous young man in full makeup serving me mm. in Marfa one day. So you but, know, yeah. probably not as bad as you think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I think so that's what, learnt yeah. that's what we've learned about Texas. Yeah. We're <laughs> learning about
1: Texas. So the uh, the end uh, explainer is. Head it, head on down to Texas. Mm, it's not to. all steaks and big hats. You could, Plenty of those too. Plenty of those too. Well, there's nothing Oil. wrong with the there's nothing wrong with a big hat. Um, and of course, you've got the stunning Austin, which is you know music capital of the United
2: States. Um, Fort Worth, which is a beautiful city, not very big, um, but very like if you want. Art and cowboys—that's another great place to go. Art and cowboys,
0: yeah, I love art oh my, and cowboys. That's I think so that's my language. something we're going to have to, to do at some point. Art and cowboys—that's uh, right. a perfect theme for this. Show. It
1: <laughs> is. It is a very good theme. Thank you, Carrie, thank for you. coming Thanks for thank having you. me. We had a great time, Stefan. Loving hang out with you. Hey, lovely and, to be here, and we will see everyone uh, next week. Next we're going week. cruising.
0: Thank you for listening to a Joycast from Joy
2: 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on
0: air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.